Welcome to the GH Podcast. I'm Saloni Rao, Website and Publications Associate at Gateway House. Modern cybersecurity professionals are dealing and trying to mitigate major cybersecurity threats, such as data breaches, surveillance, ransomware attacks, and supply chain attacks. Perpetrators often target government agencies and high-tech companies and businesses, which leads to considerable economic losses. A recent example is the series of ransomware attacks carried out on more than 100 American businesses right before the 4th of July holiday weekend. The hackers demanded more than $70 million to restore all of the confidential data. Such cybersecurity threats pose risks at an individual and at a state level. In the era of firewalls, splinternet and digitalization, it has become increasingly difficult to regulate the cyberspace and prevent such attacks. Moreover, legislation on digital technology is also complicated. I'd like to welcome Samir Patil, Fellow for International Security Studies, and Karthik Ashta, Researcher in International Law at Gateway House, to tell us more about the attribution of cyber attacks. Samir, how have cyber attacks evolved and changed over the past two decades in terms of their objective, nature, targets, and perpetrator? Thank you, Saruni. That's a very interesting question. In fact, if you look at today's cyber attacks, they have become increasingly precise and penetrative. We even have cases of malware being designed for a specific target. This is mostly evident in the financial sector. Now, this is a sea change from cyber attacks seen earlier when they're mostly carried out just randomly, checking how vulnerable the network is for breaches, mostly government or sensitive computer networks were the target, where the attempt was to basically disrupt the network. The perpetrators were mostly young hackers or in few cases, the state actors. I classify these attacks as nuisance value attacks, but that is no longer the case now. Today, the targets are both national or government as well as commercial computer networks. Particularly since the cyber attacks in Georgia and Estonia a decade back, we have seen the increasing sophistication in techniques. I spoke about the customized malware I think the Stuxnet virus, which targeted the Iranian nuclear program in 2010, is a perfect example of this. Stuxnet was specifically designed to sabotage Siemens Sematic S7 industrial control system, which is used for industrial automation and remote operations, which is what apparently was being used at the Iranian nuclear reactors and uranium enrichment plants. In fact, in large part, today's attacks are driven by geopolitical ambitions and rivalries. Countries today are exploiting their adversaries' dependence on information, communication, and digital technologies to breach computer networks, steal sensitive data and proprietary information, what is called as cyber-enabled espionage, and disrupt critical national infrastructure operations. Last year witnessed a significant expansion in these attacks with the outbreak of the COVID-19 pandemic. There were multiple attacks targeting critical infrastructure which was engaged in fighting the pandemic, such as hospitals and other healthcare facilities and pharmaceutical companies. Where do state and non-state actors fall in such attacks? What exactly is meant by the attribution of cyber attacks? As I said, countries are exploiting their adversaries' dependence on digital technology. So today, all the major powers have dedicated cyber units which map out their adversaries' vulnerabilities and capitalize on them. In fact, many countries perceive cyber attacks as part of hybrid warfare. But apart from states, the perpetrators of these cyber attacks are practically everyone. Young hackers, organized criminal gangs, hacktivists, and more importantly, 
state-sponsored hacker schools. This has effectively blurred the state and non-state actor distinction in the cyberspace. In fact, this is where the problem of attribution arises. What are the political implications of attribution? On whom does the responsibility of a cyber attack fall? Well, attributing a cyber attack to a specific actor has technical, legal and political dimensions. In many instances, despite work at technical levels, attribution has not happened at legal and political levels for multiple reasons. Specifically, if you look at the political level, if an attack is attributed to a particular state actor or a hacker's group, the implications could be more retaliatory attacks from that perpetrator, which can cause even more damage or disruption. If one looks at from the point of view of the targeted state, the severity of the cyber attack would determine the attribution that targeted state would do and therefore the steps that it will take as a retaliation. Just to give a couple of examples, Israel, which has faced repeated attacks from the Hamas terrorist group, has not only identified the group as a perpetrator, but in one instance, in May 2019, it even went ahead and bombed a building in Gaza Strip, which housed Hamas technology division. In 2017, the European Union, whose member states have faced multiple cyber attacks from Russia-based hackers groups, endorsed imposition of targeted sanctions for cyber attacks. This is something which even the United States has done. Most recently in April this year, the Biden administration imposed additional sanctions on Russia for what it described as malicious cyber activities. The US has also carried out cyber attacks on Russia, North Korea, and China in retaliation for their attacks on American computer networks. Most of these attacks have not been acknowledged. How much deterrent effect these actions will have? I don't know. We'll have to wait to see how things pan out. Because right now we have only seen more attacks coming from Russia-based hackers and criminal syndicates. On to you, Karthik. What are the legal measures that can be taken in response to an international cyber attack? Thanks, Saloni. That's a great question and one that is really troubling the international community right now as well. So there is no one standard response. The international community recognizes the right of self-defense against other states. But before doing so, a country needs to show that the attack actually was by another state and not just by persons acting in a private capacity. This is why attribution is so important, as Samir said. The Articles of State Responsibility for Internationally Wrongful Acts, an important document in international law, also allows for countermeasures to be taken. But the first step is proof that a country carried this attack out, or that this act can be attributed to a state even if it was done by private citizens. In response, states can act in, a, in an individual capacity and launch retributive attacks, place sanctions on groups, or take it up politically with their counterpart governments. One manual that does exist, however, is the Italian Manual 2.0, which has been published by NATO. It's a long document and covers a number of issues including attribution, punishment, and things that are allowed or not allowed in the cyberspace, especially during conflict. What is the role of national and international legislative measures for the cyberspace domain? Even if attacks are attributed to a state or non-state actor, can any measures be enforced against them? States are coming up with domestic enforcement measures, even if the attacks are cross-border. These include cyber sanctions, the way the uh, European Union has done against the Lazarus Group, or by the United States against some Russian hackers. These measures are not only defensive, but also set a precedent in a field that is still developing. Countries are not only racing in the technical sphere, but also in the legal realm, so that their own rules and standards become part of international law. This is what we call the formulation of customary international law. Thus, national legislative measures may inform international legislations in the future, and it is an important area to keep an eye on. 
What are the current laws in place for attribution of cyber attacks in India? Who are the governing bodies responsible for it? Much like the rest of the world, there are no domestic laws for attribution in India. In the US, the Office for the Director for National Intelligence has published its own methodology to attribute cyber attacks. As far as responsible agencies go in India, the Defence Cyber Agency, the Indian Cybercrime Coordination Centre, the Computer Emergency Response Team all have their own individual responsibilities and usually coordinate with each other. The Maharashtra government also has its own cyber cell. The Computer Emergency Response Team comes out with its own reports on cyber incidents in India, and even those do not openly attribute attacks to specific states. However, a national cyber security strategy is due soon, and we hope to see some rules and attribution there, given that it is an important part of a defense architecture that might exist. However, it's something that we will have to wait and see when the document comes out. Thank you, Samir, and thank you, Karthik, for joining us today and explaining to us about cyber attacks and their attribution. Thank you for listening to the GH podcast. For more information about Gateway House, to read our articles and to listen to more GH podcasts, please log on to www.gatewayhouse.in.